Are you totally different when it comes to sex and copulation? Have you judged yourself out of receiving pleasure? Have you judged yourself into receiving pleasure in certain ways and excluded other ways? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How is your sex life or lack of it affected other areas of your life? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready. Ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, pleasure diva and body whisperer, Milica Yelenich. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to The Pleasure Zone, and Merry Christmas, and thank you for joining me on my show this evening. Uh, for those of you listening in the future, this is the Christmas episode. And um, this is going to take a totally different twist. I Normally, I like to, you know, bring out information, explore some topics, and just for fun, in the name of Christmas and all things glorious and wonderful, I thought it would be really fun to switch it up tonight and tell you a little tale about a sex Christmas carol. It's going to have a little twist to it. I'm sure you'll understand and it was also inspired because my producer tonight is Carol. And I kept on thinking about what could I do that would have Carol laugh her butt off and possibly shock her. And, uh, you know, so <laughs> it is. It's the Pleasure Zone Theater. And um, I'd like to say off uh, first off, if you do love this and would like to have this as a theatrical production, uh, please contact me. I would love to be part of that, playing one of the roles of one of the characters. Not sure who the characters are yet, but we do know they are going to be very similar to the roles of the Christmas Carol. So the story will actually take place not in a uh, in the house of a clerk or in the shop of a clerk who is taking care of money, but tonight it's going to take place in a brothel. And at this point in the story, as we begin, you'll just have to know that there were originally two owners of the brothel, two runners of the brothel, and they were beautiful women. The women, actually, they were named Christine and Rhonda. So, and I'm sure that Christine and Rhonda, my other friends and producers on this show, will really appreciate that they are the brothel owners on this. And the two madams, yes. <laughs> they, they, you know, they were very, very much uh, all about creating joy and pleasure in the world. And one of the things was that until actually the death of Christine seven years ago, Rhonda, you know, Rhonda and Christine were really having a, a wonderful time creating pleasure in the universe, bringing all kinds of pleasure to the world, especially to um, the lonely and the needy. And that was one of definitely Rhonda and Christine's specialties was that they could find the, the needy men and women of the world, open their doors, hearts, and legs to them, and just let them come on in. And the needy men and women of the world just knew where to go to find Christine and Rhonda. But upon the death of Christine, it was a very sad day, and something about Rhonda changed. Yes, Christine's dead. Rhonda is the owner of the brothel. Yeah, the story begins with one madam dead, one madam alive, and be sure she is dead. However, you know how the story goes. She's not really dead. <laughs> and so 
the story begins with it's around Christmas Eve, and at this time, a lot of people begin to feel extremely lonely, sometimes sad, sometimes desperate, sometimes horny. And though this tale is fairly modern, it may have a lot of old-time twists. However, keep in mind this tale takes place in the year around 1967, when people were getting hornier, and it was the time of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. So as we're sitting in London, England, in the 1960s, we've got all kinds of fun things going on. We've got art happening. We've got sex. We've got rock and roll. The Beatles are hitting it huge. And Christine and Rhonda's brothel at that time was just exploding with fun. Now, this is this is just around the time when they continued to call it Christine and Rhonda's brothel, even though Christine had been dead at this point. And Christine and Rhonda were always, their, always their target was to create pleasure, no matter what was going on in the world. But Rhonda had become a little embittered at the time of Christine's death. And what actually was about to occur was something that was going to change her life forever. You know, a lot of times when we, we get embittered, we often forget that there is magic and mystery in the universe. And Christine and Rhonda are always amazing at reminding each other of the magic and the mystery of the universe. So on this particular night, in a very cold time in London, 1967, sex, drugs, and rock and roll are rampant. People are horny walking the streets, feeling desperate, cold, and alone. And they receive a knock on the door. And there are two men who approach, and Rhonda opens the door, and the two men say, we we really are so horny, and we are so hungry, and we're so desperate, and we could really use some loving. And Rhonda says, oh, we have loving available. That's not a problem. And they said, but we have no money. And Rhonda says, no sex is free here. And she slams the door in their face. And, of course, they walked out rather embittered. And at the very same time, their niece was standing right there. Her name was Ziva. And she was standing right there laughing and saying, Oh, oh, dear Aunt Rhonda, you are so funny, for you would just throw some desperately needy, horny men out on the street. Do you not realize what time of year it is? Do you not realize it's Christmas, the time of giving, the time of opening your doors and legs to the world? Now, the mystery to Rhonda was, how did this young woman know so much about the brothel? Well, she'd been watching the brothel most of her life and was very aware that the possibilities of opening your doors and legs to men all over the world and women all over the world was very real. And that very same night, they closed up shop a little bit early. And the helper, the helper to Christine and Rhonda, well, her name was Carol. And Carol was going home to her family. And on that particular night, Carol, who was, the, of course, the top, the top, well, we could say um, prostitute in the brothel, she was feeling tired. She'd worked all day. And it happened to be a little chilly at the time. There were some cracks in the windows that hadn't been repaired. The floors were a little creaky. And she'd also been wearing some pretty skimpy lingerie all day long. And every time she had asked Rhonda, can we turn on the heat? Can I use a blanket? Can I get out of the front window for once? Rhonda would say, no, no, no. This is how we bring in the business. 
and Carol was getting rather tired and feeling rather exhausted and hungry, and she so desperately wanted to go home to her family, who, of course, she'd been you know, looking after. She didn't have her own children, but she looked after the children of many others, and she was coming home with her handful of cash, her handful of condoms, and her handful of lube, ready to spread love to everybody that she knew. Because in her home, not only were there children, but the children were older, of course, because this story would be appropriate otherwise. Inappropriate, not appropriate. And the children were older, and they were also learning the craft, but in their own way. They were teenagers, and they were experimenting on how to actually join the Christine and Rhonda brothel. And Carol came home feeling a little tired, feeling a little weak, when she was approached by her lover who said, how was your day? And she said, oh, well, so many customers. I was so cold sitting in the window in my skimpy lingerie, and there was just such a draft. I was, I just, you know, it was a tough, tough day. It was really hard. And her partner, her lover, said, oh, I feel really bad for you. What if we just cuddle up and have some sex? And Carol said, I've done this all day. I'm so tired. I just want to go to bed. So her lover, being as kind as he was, prepared her a beautiful meal and brought it up to her as she was exhausted lying on the bed, looking after, of course, the very needy of the world. And one of them was actually a person who who had a very limp penis, and she felt very bad for this person, and they brought this person into her house, feeling as the sexy diva as she is, that she would possibly inspire that penis to no longer be limp. But that penis remained limp for many years, and this person was getting very old and weary, and that penis was just not getting any more rigid or strong or even looking for fun. It was a rather sad time for that family, especially when when that family member, and we won't name names because that would just give it away, but the poor penis was very sad, and Carol was very sad also for the fact that she's been looking after this family and trying to teach them the ways and inspire them into becoming beautiful young lovers to the world and going out and sharing her love and opening her heart and opening her legs to the world. And this one person, she just couldn't seem to get across. She couldn't inspire. She couldn't light his fire. She would even play songs by the doors like Light Your Fire to try and inspire him to rise to the occasion. And sadly as it is, it was a very, very long, long, cold, hard winter, and his penis ne'er did rise. It was very sad. And at that very moment, on Christmas Eve, there was hope in their hearts that perhaps, perhaps this very night, this very old, weak, tired soul's penis would actually rise to the occasion and celebrate Christmas with all. So everybody went to bed. And Also, our dear friend Rhonda went home to her very huge mansion that was very cold and lonely because she had kicked out all of the free lovers and she was only interested in the lovers who would pay her huge amounts of cash to open her door and hearts to them and, of course, her legs. And so, of course, Rhonda goes home. She's cold. She's tired. It's a long, long day. And she's lying in bed and She was just about to have something to eat, but the food wasn't inspiring. Nothing was really pleasurable to her. She even turned on some TV to see if something would pique her interest. She opened some pornography magazines to see if they would pique her interest and get her feeling pleasured again. 
Nothing, nothing was piquing Rhonda's interest. It was a very sad day for Rhonda. It was one of the saddest days of Rhonda's life. And she lay there feeling upset about, of course, her niece Ziva making a little fun of her, asking her to open her heart and legs to the world for free. And she was like, that was running in her head. She was remembering the death of sweet Christine, her partner in many things, including, of course, business. And um, somebody had actually earned a toaster for having Christine switch to the other side. And it was a very sweet day when that occurred. And that was our dear friend Christine's friend and my friend Megan that actually had Christine switch to the other side so that Rhonda and Christine could be both partners in love and in life and in work. And when she died, it was a very, very sad day indeed for Rhonda, who, as much as Rhonda did enjoy the pleasures of many people, Christine was her one true love. And Christine, of course, her memory lived on in everything, everywhere Rhonda looked at her favorite vibrator, reminded her, of course, of sweet Christine. She looked at different things like the favorite lube they created together that actually won awards. And every time she would look at the award, she would think of, of course, her relationship with Christine. Everything. Everything haunted her that night. The food, everything, smelled a little bit like sex. It smelled a little bit like the laundry hadn't been done. And in fact, everything had a little wet spot on it, and nobody was quite sure why. It was a very intense time for Christine, who... Christine, although she was dead, she was also energetically very present all the time, watching her friend Rhonda suffer sadly and madly wondering Rhonda how come you can't sense me you know even though I'm a ghost I can have sex with you and that we know for sure because it's been all over the news lately and so Rhonda was lying in bed thinking considering masturbation just to try and help herself sleep to help her mind go to ease and she was lying there and nothing was inspiring not even the sound of the creaks in the wall, not even the cracks in the floor reminded her of anything that would get her pleasured. Everything reminded her of the sad, sad loss of her dear, sweet friend and partner, Christine. Such a sad day. So as she went to bed, these haunting thoughts were rolling in her head. And you can only imagine that after many, many hours of haunting thoughts, one could only assume that some nightmares were about to appear. And indeed, they were about to appear. And as she lay in her bed, she had the most enlightening and yet disturbing dream that she'd ever had in her entire life. A very interesting energy approached her. And it was covered, just slathered in cum and ropes and bondage chains and different things like vibrators that didn't have batteries. She was surrounded by piles of sex toys that were used and dirty and falling apart. And the stench was terrible as as the ghost of Christine approached Rhonda to give her fair warning that three ghosts, three very sexy ghosts, would approach her that very night. And as we go to break, just consider what fun those ghosts might have with sweet Rhonda. And when we come back from break, you'll hear all about that. 
Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone Radio Show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Dane here, and I would like to invite you to an adventure in being. I've just written and finished a new book known as Being You, Changing the World. Are you one of those dreamers? One of those people who's always known that other possibilities should be available but haven't yet been able to see them be created? Well, I wrote this book for you. In it, you'll find tools, processes, and unique perspectives to change the things you've always wanted to change but didn't know how. In it, you'll find an invitation to a different possibility for a way that we can be in this world that changes not only our lives, but by being us, allows us to contribute to changing everything planet-wide that doesn't work. Are you aware that truly great people, truly being them, is the only thing that has ever created a great change on this planet? Are you willing to step up? Are you willing to be one? Check out a copy of my new book, Being You, Changing the World. I invite you to go to beingyoubook.com for a free gift. This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melissa Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Yelenich, and tonight I'm telling the great and wonderful tale of A Christmas Carol with a Sex Twist. And I'm involving all of my friends here at Inspired Choices as my top choices for characters. If you're just joining me now, you're going to hear about my friends Carol, Christine, and Rhonda. Rhonda is playing the role of Scrooge, but also she's also playing the role of Scrooge in the sex version, which is Rhonda as Rhonda, who is actually the co-owner of a brothel. Uh, the other owner was Christine, who died seven years ago. And now we're just about to enter the room where Rhonda is sleeping. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the story of A Christmas Carol with a sex twist. So Rhonda's lying in her bed, all snuggled up in her sweet, sweet, silky lingerie, as she's lying there considering masturbation, and it wasn't quite working for her, and the frustration just led her to fall asleep with her mind twisting and turning, considering and thinking about the image she saw of her sweet friend Christine showing up, covered in bondage chains, dildos, and all kinds of strange cum stains. And she was slightly disturbed and slightly upset because the warning that came with that was that she would be visited by three sexy ghosts. 
And Rhonda, being a curious soul, was also wondering what would it be like to actually have sex with this very sexy, sexy ghost. Well, not only were they sexy, they were a little domineering. So you can only imagine, Rhonda's not a fan of the domineering. She likes to dominate. And so this was going to create quite a twist. So as she lay there in her bed, the very first moment she heard the strike of a very loud orgasm off in the distance, she could hear people probably miles away having the orgasm of their life, and it woke her up at the stroke of midnight screaming in absolute writhing and she too matched that writhing without ah not realizing that that was just just part of the ways that the spirits would wake her to allow her to receive this wonderful sexy information so the very first ghost that visited Rhonda that very night was a ghost that was wearing very white long robes it was a very handsome man, although he was dressed rather as a transsexual, which which confused and enticed Rhonda slightly. She was slightly wondering, what is that? Is that a man? Is that a woman? And the confusion gave way to allowing her to allow the ghost to appear even more brighter in her space. And as that ghost appeared, she wondered... Oh, spirit, who are you, you sexy spirit? What are you doing here? I am so confused about my feelings. Do I adore you? Do I play with you? Do I run from you? Do I hide? What do I do? Who do I do? Who am I? What am I? She questioned her sanity and her sexuality. In that very moment, she had no idea who she was as that ghost approached her. She actually was wondering, who am I? What do I enjoy? What pleasures would I like to have? And the ghost said, I am the sexy ghost of Christmas past. And Rhonda said, oh, the ghost of Christmas past. And as the ghost said, take my, take me by my very loin, she did. And the magic took her into a whole, it was like a portal. The penis slash vagina, because we're not sure what the transsexual had, was kind of like a portal. And as she touched it, they just transferred it through time and space immediately. And they landed in one of Rhonda's very, very first orgies that she had prior to Christmas. And it was a reminder to her of what what was true in her heart. Her love of all people and her desire to actually make love to the world was so real for her that she forgot where it came from. And as they traveled back in time and space, it was that very Christmas where Rhonda's family said, no, 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 it's not time to come home this year. We're not doing anything for Christmas. You just stay home. And Rhonda's loneliness, it actually led her to her very first orgy in her very early 20s. And it was during her time away at university that she actually discovered her very first and participated in her very first orgy. And it was in that very magical night of Christmas Eve when other people had actually lost, their family wasn't around or their family wasn't available, and they all gathered together and took their clothes off. And as Rhonda approached that memory, she could see and she witnessed it like one of the most beautiful pornographies of her life. And she watched this beautiful image of her life as people were taking their clothes off and stroking each other's bodies. It was one of the sexiest scenes she could ever remember. 
and her heart warmed up and her loins warmed up and her breasts started to wake up. And something in her heart also felt sad for the memory reminded her of how much she truly loved gifting pleasure to all beings, of all people at all times, regardless of money, regardless of availability, regardless of what they were coming in with. And she didn't even care about STDs back then. All she really was caring about was pleasure. She became jaded over time and she was remembering how jaded she was about if I open my door and I open my legs, the money shows up too. And she remembered all of those things that she kept reminding herself. When I open my door and I open my legs, the money better appear. And she kept saying that to herself and reminding herself and trying so hard to just remember the time when she loved freely and gifted her body uh, like the goddess she is. And people admired her and gave her money anyway. And she never had to ask for it. And the money would show up after she opened her arms and opened her door and opened her legs. And everybody was there for her. And people were admiring her body. And people were dropping coins all over the place. Gold coins. And she loved it. And it was an amazing time for her. In fact, it was so amazing she had a wonderful lover that she truly, truly desired. But that lover was looking for just her to be married to. And Rhonda knew that her mission in life was to spread her legs to the world and share her love with many. And it was very sad for her to have to let that true love go. And she often considered that. And it actually was partly what started to make her decide that I shall never truly love again. In fact, I will open a brothel and I will open my legs and I will open my heart to the world, but only for money. And it was then that she started to become jaded after the lover that she met at that very, very first orgy that she had. And she remembered that lover fondly. And she remembered the kindness of that lover and that desire for that lover to just be with her. And at the same time, she knew deep in her heart that she she truly wanted to share her love and open her legs to the world. And it was sad for her when she had to let that partner go. And all those memories flooded back to her. And then she remembered another time years later as she was just beginning to start on her ventures of becoming the queen prostitute of all London because at one time she was literally crowned queen prostitute of all London. And at that time she was wandering the streets in higher heels than you can imagine in the reddest lipstick you could ever imagine. And she earned so much money and she was her own pimp. And at that time she earned so much money that she could open her own brothel and she felt that this would actually be a contribution to the women of the world who also, too, wanted to open their legs and spread their love of the world. And this is also when she met Christine, who had a similar mission on the planet. And the two of them, in that past time, they were playing fondly with each other and with everybody around them because they were both just so in love with love and so in love with bodies and so in love with pleasure that everywhere they went, they titillated everyone. It was amazing times. And as Rhonda was looking at these fond memories of her very, very first brothel, she remembered. She remembered working with Christine and she remembered how they met and she remembered the dreams that they had created together. And she remembered the co-creation of desire to spread pleasure around the world, just like butter smearing all over bodies and melting and creating slipperiness and having everybody running down hallways, slipping and sliding like naked wild beasts. And she remembered the frivolity and the insanity and all the play, and she just enjoyed it with such intensity that as she stood there, 
with this gorgeous light being, she got so turned on that she squirted and the light went out of the ghost of Christmas past. And she fell back asleep, saying, Oh, the memories! Oh, the orgasms! And she allowed herself to rest for just but another moment, when all of a sudden, another spirit appeared. And when did it appear? Right at the stroke of the second orgasm. This was truly a night of multiple orgasms. And she thought, for if there was one and now there is two, there's definitely a third orgasm to come all in one night. What magic and what mystery and what strange, wicked witchery is this? But she enjoyed it and she thrived on it. And she received the orgasm that woke her body up. From far away, she could sense orgasms around the world, and she received this one, and it woke her up again. It seemed to be just past midnight, one moment past midnight. This was present-day Christmas, and Rhonda was shocked and impressed and a little bit fearful. For the ghost of Christmas present was a massive goddess, And this massive goddess of love and light and juiciness appeared to her, just covered in all kinds of delicious, edible, different oils and covered in melted chocolate. And she was a feast to behold. And Rhonda was both excited and a little intimidated by the giant goddess that stood before her who laughed gleefully and orgasmed with total ease, and she was both confused and amused. And she stood in front of the goddess, and she said, Goddess, teach me your wily ways, for I'd like to know what do you show me about the present that I don't already know. And so when we come back from this delightful commercial, you will find out about the wonderful goddess and Rhonda. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow your to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melissa every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Dane here, and I would like to invite you to an adventure in being. I've just written and finished a new book known as Being You, Changing the World. Are you one of those dreamers? One of those people who's always known that other possibilities should be available but haven't yet been able to see them be created? Well, I wrote this book for you. In it, you'll find tools, processes, and unique perspectives to change the things you've always wanted to change but didn't know how. In it, you'll find an invitation to a different possibility for a way that we can be in this world that changes not only our lives, but by being us, allows us to contribute to changing everything planet-wide that doesn't work. Are you aware that truly great people, truly being them, is the only thing that has ever created a great change on this planet? 
Are you willing to step up? Are you willing to be one? Check out a copy of my new book, Being You, Changing the World. I invite you to go to beingyoubook.com for a free gift. This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MilicaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Melissa Yelenich, and tonight we're having a Christmas carol with a sexy twist. And for those of you who are just joining us, we are now entering the time and space of the present with the gorgeous goddess covered in delightful, yummy things like melted chocolate, edible oils, fruit juices, as she stands there, absolutely deliciously in front of Rhonda, telling Rhonda that they are about to enter the very present where she can observe, without being noticed, she can observe the present. And as Rhonda is invited to stick her hand inside of the vagina of the giant goddess, she is both trembling with fear and excitement, and as she does, she enters the tunnel that invites her into the most magical place in the entire universe, the womb of the present. And she enters the womb of the present, the first place that she's visiting and being witness to is her very niece's home. Where in this home, there is, of course, the ultimate Christmas orgy taking place. And as she watches from afar, they are playing Christmas orgy games. And I don't know if you are familiar with these games, but Christmas orgy games are very much like charades. And the very first person that she witnesses playing the charades is her niece's lover. And her niece's lover got up and said, Oh, who is this? I am going to be a very smelly, smelly creature. And one person says, oh, you're gonorrhea. You're correct. You are gonorrhea. And of course, they were correct. And the very next person, of course, was her niece that approached and said, oh, I am an animal, but a creature who is both horny and both lustful, yet never really chooses to be totally pleasurable. And the very first guess, somebody guessed, oh, you must be a lizard. You're pleasurable, but you choose not to have pleasure. And somebody said, no, 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 you're not a lizard. I know who you are. You're your Aunt Rhonda. And everybody laughed as Rhonda watched as a spirit, as an energy from afar. And she was mortified, so sad, that anybody would consider her somebody that would not receive pleasure. It tortured her. She actually felt like crying. And she said to the goddess, as she lay in her womb, she said, get me out of this place. I need to be birthed. I need to come out of here. And she did not come out of the womb yet at this point. The goddess said, no, I am taking you to another spot, where she went over to the house 
of her very, very fine and top-notch prostitute, Carol. And as they observed their house, the house was small and filled with people, everybody learning, of course, the trade. And, of course, the man with the limp penis lie there in bed, wishing and hoping and stroking the fear that his penis will never, ever again actually be erect was lingering in the minds of everyone in the house and they were sad and they were tortured and that very night Carol had taken the man with the limp penis to one of the very finest pornographic films of all time and it was being featured in a local theater and she was hoping that both the public display of with the pornography and the public display of people masturbating would turn this man on but I fear that wasn't the case. And in fact, he came home filled with hope, of course, saying everyone deserves an orgasm. Everyone deserves pleasure. Everyone should truly see in the hearts of man and woman that everybody is actually pleasurable. And if we had no point of view, how much fun would these bodies have? And he came home with hope in his heart, but yet his penis was still, I fear, limp. And it was sad. And the family knew, and they whispered to among each other, did he have an erection? And Carol said, I fear not. He did not have an erection, and I fear he may never have an erection again. And it was sad in her heart, for she had never had that experience before. And in her lifetime, she had never met a man who she could not gift an erection to. And it was so sad for her, indeed, that they thought perhaps this man would die sad and alone never having had an erection ever again. And they wondered, was it prostate cancer? Was it some kind of an affliction? Did he have a broken penis? Did he have too many STDs? Was it mental? Was something going on? And they searched for assistance with all the money they could spare. And thus, with all the money they could spare, they were living in a very meager home. And of course, their their Christmas orgy was not going to be the orgy that everybody else was having. It was not going to be a delightful feast to feast upon because not everybody's genitals were ready to be feasted upon. And in fact, the very penis that was looking for the most fun of all was not going to be feasted upon at all. And as everybody sat around in a circle preparing for the orgasm of a lifetime, preparing for the orgy that was to come, preparing for the feast they were about to enjoy. Sadly, sadly, they all said, but what about the man with the limp penis? And they all had a little tear in their eye. And Carol said, well, let us be grateful for the sex we do have and let us be grateful for all the orgasms we have had and let us be grateful for Rhonda who continues to allow me to work in her brothel and spread orgasms to the world. And Carol's partner said, huh, Rhonda, Rhonda who gives you 25% of your work, you are worth $3,000 a night and you come home with a mere 500. Rhonda, who is Rhonda to you? You have asked for raises, and we are trying to assist this man with a limp penis, and we cannot. There is no treatment for him. We do not know what to do. We don't have the money to bring him to the true, true, and the true healer of the penis. 
we have to get to Canada to Melissa, who could heal his penis, but we cannot. We cannot afford that on Carol's mere week salary of only $500 a person. No, to afford a family that is going to actually create their own brothel would take a lot more money. And so, of course, as Rhonda observed this from afar, she was saddened by the fact that the man had a limp penis. She was saddened by the fact that they'd tried everything and nothing worked. And she was saddened by the fact that, in fact, there was a person far across the sea. And they knew this, the world knew, that if they just brought the man to Melitza, in fact, his penis would work. But they didn't know how, and they just didn't know how they could get there. And so as Rhonda watched, she was saddened. For one of the saddest things to Rhonda was to see somebody who truly couldn't look after their own needs or pleasure themselves or actually be satisfied sexually. And that tore a little hole in her heart. And she asked spirit goddess, and she said, will this man ever have a penis that works again? And the goddess said, I fear that if this doesn't change and if this story doesn't change, that this man will never have an erection again. Well, that just sent Rhonda into the saddest moment of her life. And she said, I cannot take this anymore, dear goddess. I must get out of here. And the great goddess gave a great push. And she pushed again. And as she pushed, Rhonda was birthed out of of her with a new perspective on life. And she said, oh, dear goddess, something has changed in me. I feel anew. And she went to sleep and she forgot. But she forgot that there was one more ghost, one more sexy ghost to appear. And as she lay in bed and she was about to fall back asleep, the third ghost appeared. The third ghost who was indeed the ghost of Christmas future. The sexy ghost of Christmas future who happened to be wearing, of course, a gimp mask because all ghosts, sexy ghosts of Christmas future, wear both gimp masks and are clad in black leather with whips and as they stand there and if you've ever seen one you'll know that it can be both terrifying and exciting at the same time and Rhonda stood there looking at this mysterious man or woman not quite sure clad in leather wearing a gimp mask and holding a great big whip standing there spanking the whip on the bed saying And the whip was actually what was talking to her because the whip spoke, but the person in the gimp suit did not, so she did not know was it man or woman. And they would just spank the whip on the bed, and Rhonda stood at attention and followed this creature, person, dominatrix, into the future, where she watched as people laughed and said, Ha, 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 look at that that person died alone and look at them all of their sex toys are still vibrating but they're dead oh look at them their brothel is still operating and people haven't paid their bills and people are being pleasured and not being paid ha 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 how funny is that and as Rhonda walked down the street she was sad about this person who ran a business and wasn't getting paid for their brothel activities she thought how horrible that people would laugh at such an occasion how cruel and unkind and of all things Rhonda is definitely not cruel or unkind and she couldn't understand why others would be so cruel and unkind 
she forgot that in her heart she's truly kind. And she watched these people as they took all of her things, her favorite golden dildo, taken away out of her house, her favorite lingerie that was made by Chanel, her very, very favorites of all her favorites that were actually inspired and perspired on by some of the greatest lovers she'd ever met. Some of her clothes that had been hung in closets that would remind her of lovers past that had the scent of them still on them. And all of these things that were treasured memories for Rhonda were all swept away, taken away by crazy, horny people running through her house, grabbing at things and thinking of selling them on the black market. And she was like, no, don't take my very favorite lingerie that I wore while I had sex with Jim Morrison. Not that, not that. And they took them all, and Rhonda had them all tagged. And this was one of the very saddest things for Rhonda, for she treasured these treasures. And what she forgot was that she also treasured the people. And as she looked at all these things, she treasured all of her lovers, and she treasured all of her gifts, and she treasured everything that she'd ever gifted to them and that she had been gifted to by them. And as she wandered the streets and seen some of the saddest scenes in the world, the great dominatrix spirit with the whip whipped again and transposed her and trans trans whatever ported her to the home of Carol, where of course the scene became very sad. And Carol walks through the door, saddened by the thought of this very tragic moment where the man with the limp penis had died. He had died alone with a limp penis, and the very first lover that came upon him had a most wicked disease that tore through his body so fast that he died, diseased, decrepit, and did not actually get to use his penis. He just had, had just gifted oral sex and died of a wicked, terrible disease. And it was sad because Carol had spent all of the money trying to fix his limp penis, and they had no money to actually assist him by giving him the antibiotics he required that would have saved his life. Those antibiotics, it would have cost a mere $75, but because Rhonda had become more greedy at the brothel, she wasn't giving the money to Carol anymore. In fact, she was taking more than her share, and now Carol was only going home with a few dollars that would barely cover the cost of putting lingerie on all the other people she was looking after and getting them prepped for becoming the whores they truly be. It was one of the saddest days of all of their lives, for they truly treasured this man and truly desired that his penis would work again one day. And they had buried him. And right at that moment is when his penis actually became stiff for the first time ever. And in memory of that, they allowed it to stick out of the ground and they built a statue on top of it, like a like a mem- memoriam to the penis that was once limp that will no longer be limp, that is now rigid as a board, but they had to wait until his death for him to actually have a rigid penis. And it was so sad for everyone in the home. They couldn't imagine it. They couldn't imagine a life like that. Ah, tragedy. So Rhonda, in her great despair, said, Great spirit, I can't take this anymore. I need to change this. What can I do to change this? And tormented and tormented the great and wonderful 
dominatrix once again slapped that very loud and wicked whip on the ground and accidentally hit Rhonda's bum as she fell asleep in tears. And when we come back, I will give you the ending of the great Christmas Carol with a sexy twist. After this break. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow your to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melissa Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MelissaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everybody. I was already saying, thinking about the story in my mind, so I thought it was saying it out loud, but I wasn't. And we return to the Christmas Carol with a sexy twist. So on this very day, in the very moment of the morning, Rhonda awoke with the sexiest dream of her life, and she had orgasms in her mind and in her body without even touching herself. And she awoke with a giant scream, orgasmic, juiciness flowing out of her body wetting the sheets and she woke up and she yelled is it christmas and she ran to the window breasts hanging out of the window outside of the brothel the men and women were standing going what's happening and Rhonda said is it christmas and they said it is and they said are you okay are you cold and she said i'm not cold I'm very alive, as her nipples were very hard and poking out the window. Everybody, even from down two floors, could see how totally turned on Rhonda was. Her cheeks were rosy. Her body was totally lit up. She was excited to share the news of her, of her joy for being alive. And one of her very favorite people walked down the street at that very moment. It was one of their their very great assistants who happened to bring uh, clients to them all the time. It was a very quiet young lad who was in his young teens who would bring his friends to their shop all the time. And the very young lad appeared and said, Rhonda, how may I help you? And Rhonda said, I would like you to bring over this entire box of sex toys over to Carol's house. And here is a gift, a plane ticket to Canada so that the man with the limp penis can go and visit Melitza and have his penis healed. And so 
The young lad took all of the gifts over to Carol's house and dropped them off with no word to say who it was from. It was a mysterious gift. And on that very morning, Rhonda made her way over to her niece's house. And mind you, her niece is not actually her niece. She's just like, you know, when you say Auntie Rhonda, it's that kind of niece. So when she appeared at her niece Ziva's house, Ziva welcomed her into the Christmas orgy where everybody was delighted to see Rhonda and to share in her knowledge of the bodies and to share in her knowledge of the excitement and the sexual energy. And as Rhonda sat down and spread her legs to the world at that party, everybody was so joyous to receive the gift of the sexualness and the sensualness that Rhonda was and is. And Rhonda relished in the memories of her sweet friend Christine as she enjoyed the orgy that was to be the first orgy that allowed her to remember who she truly is. And that very festival of festivities, everybody poured chocolate and wonderful yummy food all over Rhonda's body and feasted upon it as she lay there having more joy, more orgasmic energy, over and over again, and it was to be the most delightful Christmas that Rhonda remembered for all of her lifetime. And so she would celebrate in her heart every day Christmas as though it were every day. And every day at the brothel, they would welcome people who were desperate and needy and horny. And if they couldn't pay the full $3,000, they would find a way. And this word spread across the country and across the land, and soon people were traveling from around the world to Rhonda and Christine's brothel, where Christine, as an energetic ghost, would allow herself to actually copulate with all of the people. It was one of the sexiest times in history. And to this day, Christine and Rhonda, although they are now energetic beings, are having sex with all beings around the world. And so tonight, if you fall asleep and you actually feel really, really, and you actually feel really, really horny, it's probably Christine and Rhonda. And the limp penis guy did make it to Canada and his penis was healed. And in fact, everybody enjoyed him after that. I'd really like to thank all of you guys for uh, welcoming this crazy entertainment this evening. It reminds me of radio from the 1930s where everybody gathers around for the Christmas story. So I hope you all enjoyed it. I hope your family enjoyed it too. In fact, spread word and share this story with the world. And if any directors out there would like to create this as a story, I would love to be part of it. So yay! Have a great Merry Christmas, everyone. Till next week. Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Milica Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in.